0: I could forget it Thinking in your teeth I can't believe i
1: right. Hey guys, welcome back to the Backbeat podcast um, Me and Jamila finally back doing some woo. stuff together Obviously things aren't very normal at the moment So we're uh, trying to make do with what we've got But um, yeah, super excited, uh, super excited to be back And we've got a very special guest with us today Um... We've got the the lovely Ben Stewart from Slowly Slowly. How how you doing?
0: Good, good. How are you guys going? Good.
1: Yeah, we're we're traveling alright. Um living the ASO life. <laughs> um Yeah, so today we're wanting to chat to you about your newish solo project, congrats. Yep. Um You've already had a few releases this year, and you've got a new one coming out in a few weeks. Um, so you first kind of introduced Congrats in 2019, um, but how long did you actually have that in the works for before you kind of debuted it?
0: I reckon it was probably about a year and a half to mm. to two years of just banking material. Um, it kind of I needed to garner um enough demos that sort of had a cohesive sound so Mm -hmm. I've always kind of written outside slowly um but it was just waiting for a bit of a pattern to emerge and then yeah and then it was sort of a little bit easier to to visualize the project I guess Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and then and then it's just been like a steady it's been easy because it's um since then because it's it's given me that avenue. So now when I'm writing and stuff, it's easy to put it in the baskets rather than it was like slowly or just mystery basket. Yep. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask, um, like, did it kind of stem from you writing songs that didn't really quite fit with the slowly, slowly sound? Like, was it something yeah. like that? Or?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. A, a lot of it came from the production as well because I obviously slowly's, um, you know, drums, two guitars, and bass. But it was—I uh, listened to all sorts of music, so um, it mm-hmm. started just sort of be playing around with stuff that didn't fit inside of that um, template. And then, mm-hmm. so it became noticeable pretty quickly that there probably needed to be another project for that, so that we weren't, you know, I don't. Yeah, I didn't want to. Shoe, I didn't want to shoehorn songs into slowly just for the sake of it, um, and vice versa. So now the congrats is there, like it. Um, yeah, it's it's two very sort of different parts of my personality that I kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so who were some of those core inspirations for like your congrats sound?
0: Well, I, I really like. Um, I was obviously, like, a big fan of emo music and always have been. But I started to get, like, the same feeling from a lot of stuff that was emerging out of, you know, SoundCloud. And um, I was listening to, like, Machine Gun Kelly and, you know, there was some Post Malone and Roddy Rich, and a lot of Young Lean. And I was getting the same sort of excitement and getting tapping into that same energy that i felt when i was discovered like a lot of my favorite emo rock bands from Mm -hmm. back in the day so yeah it was yeah it was funny it was i had a bunch of songs that had like electronic drums and i just i didn't really know what they were destined for and then um yeah, as soon as I – I think there was a few artists like that that gave me, like, the permission to do it. It was like, oh, you can write these kind of, like, emo rock songs, you know, over the top mm-hmm. of electronic drums and big, fat 808 bass lines and stuff that I love. So, And then it just um it just sort of fell together. And I like the concept of that project a lot because the, the ceiling, the creative ceiling is, um, you know, it's quite high. Like, I can go – a lot of different directions with it it's not it doesn't have to fit inside that really tight template like slowly so um yeah it was very it was this sense of freedom stepping into that yeah for sure
2: yeah absolutely awesome so when you debuted originally with cut down the middle um was it a bit daunting going solo like obviously you're a performer beforehand but it's a whole new world going solo was that a bit new for you
0: yeah, big time because I'm. It's it's a step away from playing guitar live, and um, you know we've played a handful of shows and we got on the Trophy Eyes support yeah. um, last year, which was cool. And um, yeah, and it's it's a completely different beast jumping up without a guitar. Um, you know, don't have that to hide behind and. I enjoyed the challenge of it so a big part of a big part of congrats was just pushing myself um, into unknown territory because I mean that's like kind of especially as a musician where you can learn a lot about yourself and develop new sounds and things I didn't really want to just rinse repeat stuff that goes the same for both projects so it's um yeah I think it was. It was an eventuation of like a lot of self-discovery over the last few years of wanting to just take some risks.
2: Yep. And how was it received by your listeners? How did it go when you first started?
0: Yeah, great. They've everyone's been so supportive. Um, the the Flowly fans are are um, extremely supportive, and um, there's obviously like some crossover there just because it's my voice. But um, I think we've. Picked up like, a or well, tapped into like a bit of a new fan base as well. People that will, would kind of lean more towards. Congrats than slowly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, it's been it's been really cool watching it stand on its own two feet. And um, and uh, and yeah, I haven't haven't had too too much pushback from anyone. But I think um, I just try and like approach everything with the same. Uh, I think it's just, if it's not coming from like a place of intense honesty, I I, I end up chickening out by the time the release happens anyway. So mm-hmm. I think no matter what project or what the um, production is, oh, it seems to have like the same, I want it to have the same like core elements, like it being like a, like a an honest song from like a an honest place. And so I think as long as you're doing that, people kind of resonate. Which is um which is nice, you know. I think when people can give people more credit, you know, they can they can smell it rap when someone's doing (laughs) when doing something that's disingenuous or, you know, trying to be someone someone they're not. I think people can figure that out. So Mm.
1: yeah. I've honestly found the slowly, slowly fan base to just be so wholesome as well. (laughs) And like I think they really appreciate that realness that yeah. you convey yeah, yeah they're, they're a lovely absolutely people.
0: yeah they've mm-hmm. been they've been so pivotal even to the point where I had the confidence to do congrats like I probably wouldn't have if I didn't have their support and um yeah so I, I'm like I'm uh like a really obsessive person especially when it comes to creative stuff I, I try and do like a lot of creativity every day. So it was met with, um, you know, open arms from like slowly band members and stuff because they just want a bit of respite from me. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. Everyone, um, and I have a lot of friends that play a lot of music. So the idea of like starting another project um, and having a new team of other people to play and jam with, it was, it was sick. It's kinda of, it's taken the weight off that one project and and i I'm just learning so much from all these different people and producers that I'm working with and you know, it's just all just it all kinda of all all rivers lead to the ocean, you know?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um have you had any kind of learning curves um with congrats like um like
0: this yeah, way you yeah yeah it, it's, it's it's been full of that because you know uh, I, I i was getting to a place where slowly where i was like writing you know rock songs and that was that was awesome but i listened to like a, a wide array of music and I, I didn't know how that music was constructed. Like constructed, I knew how to like sit in a bedroom with an acoustic guitar and nut something out, and then, um, and then mock that up in a band setting. But I didn't know how music was created in that way. It, it, like, it, it's uh, often with that sort of music, things that sound so simple—they're
1: just um, not. They're just not, <laughs> they, they're just not. There's yeah.
0: a lot going on there, and that that was the allure of pop writing for me like fitting things inside a a pop housing is like it's a very difficult thing as a writer to do and retain that heart or that honesty and so like you know there's a million cookie cutter pop songs that get churned out by you know conveyor belts all over the world all the time and that that, that's not the art that I was talking about it's it's like you know when a, a fantastic pop artist's Emerges and you hear that it's and you get that earworm coupled with a fantastic story, like mm. and then the infectious beat or melody, and you just don't know why but you want to keep listening to it. Like that's a real art. That's a real art uh, art form to be able to do that. So, yeah, I think when I was approaching Congrats, like you know, I did what everybody did, and I'd been mucking around on. GarageBand and Logic and Pro Tools for years um, and making sort of strange demos that I didn't know where they were headed. But then it was when I started to take a deeper dive into soundscapes and how that music was created and watching other producers' work. So when I was songwriting with producers and I was instead where like a lot of songwriters in that situation would be sitting on the couch behind the producer kind of nutting out lyrics and trying to get that uh, all together, like they're, they're part of the of the process. Mm. I'm sitting next to the producer and I'm watching like everything that they're doing while, while doing the songwriting as well because I just wanted to – um, get better at that so yeah, it, millions of learning curves across the way you know, trying to navigate that new territory but yeah, it's so much fun and now like it's helped because it's like more it's like more colours in your when you're painting or something you know, like mm-hmm. I come up with a song it's I can get the emotion across a lot better rather than, yeah, just forcing it, being like, yes, and power chords here and <laughs> here's here, a big symbol coming, you know, and it's like you can be a bit more subtle, I think. So, yeah.
1: Do you, Would you want to do more producing Yes, yourself like, uh, since doing this?
0: Yeah, I've done a little, like I, I've always been, like, really uh, involved in, like, youth artist development um, because I came up and learnt a lot through like freezer programs and freezer gigs and stuff. So um, I do lots of work with um, a couple of councils in my area, uh, running sort of like some youth traineeships and mentorships. Um, And so like uh, inadvertently, like through learning all of, I was, I was taking it into those, um, programs, which I was facilitating and like helping some of the students like produce their songs and mocking up some stuff. And since then, like a bunch of it has been released. And so, yeah, sort of by accident, I've kind of produced a bunch of songs for some people and, um, it's something I really enjoy. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think, um, when something pops up that I really like I'll, I'll always put my hand up for it, but it's not uh, a career path. Um, pacing out I guess I I do my my heart lies in writing music and I I prefer that I'm control freak
2: (laughs) (laughs) so in the process of writing new songs like there's so much change going on right now especially with going solo as well as the whole COVID situation and everything so it's kind of thrown a, a spanner in the works for everyone um what's it been like for you both Professionally and personally, like, has it had an effect on your songwriting? How has things changed? Are you having to adapt to new stuff or?
0: Yeah, um, I, I feel like throughout all of this the only control I've had is the songwriting. And so, like, you know, they've taken live music away mm. and, um, and travel and, and even being able to rehearse, like, in Victoria, like, you know, there's mm. no that So, I mean, the only thing I have is writing. So, as I said, I'm very obsessive. So, yeah, I've been like a a Navy Seal for <laughs> COVID. I just I get up every day at, at you know at dawn and I start and then I, I don't finish until my ears are sore. So, wow. it's been, oh yeah, there's lots and lots of material banked up. Like that was the only thing. Um. I just I love playing in a band, like I love all the aspects. Of it. I love the hungover plane rides. Like I love, you know, I'm I'm obsessed with that and that career part. And it's like, um, yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna sort of sit on my laurels in this meantime. You know, like I, yeah, I want to come out of this with something to show for it. You know, even you know. <laughs> Uh, Arguably, you know, better than before, you know. So that's the that's the game plan. I just don't want to come out of this with, you know, a beer belly and (laughs) and you know, a a bunch of
1: a terrible self done haircut. (laughs) Guilty.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been trying to just um, just push myself every day to to put pen to paper.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask if you've taken this time as a like a independent productivity or Taking a step back, but clearly you're just jumping all in with getting stuff done. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's all all the pistons are firing for both projects. So, um, I did get a dog though. That's been <gasps> that's been like a, a wonderful like experience. I've never really been a dog person to be honest. Like, I was actually quite allergic to them growing up, and then I took a dive and just uh, and I it, the allergies just seem to have <laughs> floated away, and it's been it's yeah, huge laughing. Like I've been able to uh, get out of the house, walk the dog, and and care for something that's not you know me or something that doesn't relate to anything. You know, like it's not um for mm-hmm. some greater cause. Yeah, it's,
1: taking a yeah, step back. Companionship is unreal that you yeah. can have with animals. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so that's exciting.
1: It. You you have to what tell us name? Yeah. <laughs> tell us all uh,
0: about him. <laughs> little Rosie. She's um. She's a, a Kelpie cross, so extremely um,
1: very energetic.
0: Yeah, lots of like she comes from a long lineage of working dogs, um, so um, yeah, she's she's like very energetic, a, a real sweetie. But she's been like you know how people say people choose animals that somehow represent them, or like that you find them because they teach you something about yourself. It's been so funny that I got. working dog you know
2: (laughs) yeah yeah you
0: need uh, exercise and mental stimulation every day and i'm the same so it's so so funny we both we both like if we're stuck in the house all day like you know i'm just as destructive as her
1: (laughs) perfect oh my god that was amazing um all right i'm sorry to gush a little bit but um i honestly think you're a super talented songwriter and storyteller (laughs) Um, and you can really make people like feel these real things with your lyrics. Like your music's very full of like real emotion, real experiences. Um, so mm-hmm. do you find songwriting kind of therapeutic? Like, do you kind of help, does that help you kind of like, I don't know, just like get stuff out of your head? Like,
0: yeah, I think it, probably less than it used to because songwriting was, um, like an extremely cathartic process for me because it was at the first half of my life done in secret. And then um, after then it was it was like my only emotional outlet for so long. And so because um, I'm like not, I'm not a, I think people make it a misconception. They think I'm like some very romantic, uh, you know, feeling everything, talky, feely, touchy person because of the music I write. But it's been quite the opposite for most of my life. I've run away from emotion and that was what drew me to that genre because it was an outlet. So 100% it is a completely cathartic process for me and over the past few years it's um, almost been a process of trying to bring that into my life a little bit more uh, just in my everyday life and just speak about my feelings a bit more and be a bit more open and get in touch with what I'm actually feeling because often I'd write a song and I'd be like, show it to someone and they'd cry and I'd be like maybe like what is it about and i don't know like i i couldn't even bring myself to speak about what the song was about so it's like for me it's like
1: it's just like easier than talking i guess you know
0: well yeah i think i think songwriting should be cathartic but at the same time it's it's not healthy that's your only yeah that's true. true like uh i think the biggest thing for me after having like you know i haven't We've got a little catalogue now of stuff, you know, that I've created. And one of the biggest lessons from it all has been like, uh, you know, just to listen to myself a bit more and try and put that in my everyday life. So less than before, it's this complete outlet where it's like, you know, that's, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's, a, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It's, it's definitely that for me yeah,
2: yeah. so you yeah. sort of there was a line in there that piqued my interest you said that the first part of your life it was done in secret Did that do you mean songwriting or the the like mental health side of things or
0: I think both like I was just didn't speak about things and um, it's just songwriting I, I grew up as a drummer in many bands. drum drums is my first instrument so um, I think for a lot of people that M- maybe play an instrument in a band and write songs on the side. Um, that's like a big jump to make sometimes because yeah. you're the drummer in the band and, you know, so.
2: That's not your part, sort of thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, and that was just a confidence thing. I don't, I don't, you know, it's uh, no one ever, you know, pushed me into that position. I think it was just finding my feet with it. And it's the same thing with making this jump into congrats. Now it's like, um it was a it's it's a jump you know to yeah. get out from the guitar and and I didn't want to be afraid of that so I wanted to do it so I just have sort of run at it and um the world that it's opened up like in terms of you know all these people that I've met through it um and yeah and how lovely all the slowly fans have been and um and uh, you know like we, we signed to due process the label and it's just been it's been sick like just getting to know all these people and that was just from a decision that I made you know one day and yeah. that was when all of the songs were in really rough like demo phases where you know I hadn't worked with any producers before and they were just you know and uh, yeah so I don't know I think if anybody's thinking about pressing send on an email to someone and, and mm-hmm. taking that step to you know it took a it took a a lot of back and forth before it was able to be a thing you know
2: so yeah sometimes you just have good. to take that leap of faith and go for it
0: totally you, you learn as you go I think yeah. a lot of people wait they think they're uh that's something I, I have to admit like if I have there's a lot of things that I'm not good at, but I am good at just doing stuff or if I say I'm going to do something that day. Like it, it gets done. So, um, and I, and I didn't know what, what the hell I was doing when I started congrats. Like I didn't know where to start. I didn't know anyone in that part of the industry. I didn't even know what a producer did. So mm-hmm. like, and it's yeah. The, the learning curves along the way have been like yeah, plentiful, but it's been great. Yeah,
2: for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, on a slightly deeper, I guess, topic, if you're comfortable with talking about it, um, we're massive advocates for mental health awareness and everything like that, especially because it's so prevalent in the music industry and the creative industries. Um, and we've learned a lot from chatting to people through this, like this has been a learning curve for us as well, this whole project ourselves. Um, and especially now in difficult times, we think awareness and and reaching out are super important. So we we like to ask people you know how's your head and and what have your experiences with mental health been especially within the industry
0: um if any yeah it's it's, um it's something that yeah is very important to me and something that I'm always working on so it's uh yeah it's just a never-ending pursuit I think to get yourself in a better place so but the, I don't. Oh, I I can't speak to it as an expert or anything like no. that. I don't. I don't have any. Um, I don't have any training in it, and, and I'm probably going to just stumble over my words. But I, what has helped me a lot is just been. I can only sort of speak to that. So what's yeah. what's helped me is just constantly reaching out, even when I don't feel like it. Just to you know, sometimes that small talk between friends. It's like so important. I think just daily kind of filling people in and having and having like a yeah you know, wide network where you can, yeah. and I think the, by numbers, you kind of are lifted up. So...
2: You have your safety net to fall on.
0: Yeah. In the past, I've always like, you know, been someone that confided in like a relationship about how I was feeling, but then... To my friends, I was always like extremely jovial and yeah. never spoke about anything serious, you know. And mm-hmm. I think it's it was yeah, it was a cool moment for me when I realised that that part of me that I only ever showed to say one or two people is like that's not anything to be embarrassed about, and it's not something that um, people think any less of you because you you know uh, I feel that way. So mm-hmm. it um, people. I, Ninety-nine percent of the time. Um, of course, there's times where they don't, but most people want to help. Like they just, you know, people have good hearts at the end of the day. And so, uh, it's if you're just reaching out and you know, chatting to, you know, your friends. I, I I think there's so much power in that. It's so simple, but so much power. And and exercise, exercise mm. has been like my my savior. And sleep, like uh, I've always been like borderline insomniac for most of my life. And um, and, uh, and sleep is when I really started focusing on getting good sleep and exercise, it was a big turning point in my mental health. I think you, it's – um when, when you're in like a pit of despair, it's very hard to drag yourself out for, you know, a walk or a run or, yeah. or, or focus on a good sleep schedule. I know that seems like something that's so far away from something that's doable, but – there's those physical things that you can do that really change your emotional state. You you know, it's like, you never regret going for a run or something when you get home.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You never
0: go like, I wish I didn't go on that run or that bike ride, or I wish I didn't go skateboarding for the last three hours. My legs are sore. Like you never (laughs) think that, you know, you, you just always feel a little bit better. And so, yeah, get outside and, and talk to people and don't be embarrassed about it. That's, that's all I can speak from. Yeah.
2: it's all all the same stuff everyone says you just have to actually like put it into practice is the important part i guess
0: yeah 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 i'm not like some uh i i don't pretend to know anything outside of my own experience with it so yeah some some people just like can't they they, you know there's there's problems there where they they feel unable to to take that step and i'm I'm not saying that it's yeah something that they have control over um Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, friends, friends, I think are the key to it all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've gone through a couple other interviews we've d- you've done um about congrats, and there was one it was um at home with, and you spoke about writing about love versus a broken heart. Um, and we just wanted to know if there are other. Un- Hold on. <laughs> are there are any other emotional influences that inspire your songwriting, you know, like more uh, beyond just like love and heartbreak and, and romance? Yeah,
0: yeah, of course. Um, uh, I'm always thinking about this like trying to dissect my work into like common motifs so that I can kind of start to, you know, you know it's like a little mirror to yourself, you start to figure out, um, what are the things that, um, you know, your personality centered around, but like, I think it always comes up in my work is always self-destruction. I don't know why, but, um, and then, uh, I, I like that kind of, um, abstract curiosity at the world. I love like coming at things from that angle, you know, I'm constantly getting that kind of zoom out thing where I'm doing something. And then I'm like, what is a human body? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Ex- and existentialism 101
0: yeah totally <laughs> that it's what is anything you know I love, I love those moments that you get they kind of kind of snap you back or some people get it from you know stargazing and things and they feel really small being dwarfed by yeah or you know if you look at the, the pyramids or something you know and you mm-hmm. or, or and feel like a speck of, um, you know, in, um, in the scheme of things. And that can sort of, it, it's like it's, you're dwarfed by reality, but then you are, there's a power in that because you can let go of your mundane problems because it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. And so <laughs> there's, there's a beauty in that, like feeling insignificant. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> And do you, are those conversations like that really deep thinking and existentialism and philosophy, I guess, is that something that actually interests you, like yeah, wanting to time. have those conversations?
0: Yeah, yeah I've done, uh, I, I did philosophy um, all through high school, so, and um, love. I loved it. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm always listening to podcasts on it and things like that. I love um yeah i I love i love that style of thinking so Mm. i think it only helps with songwriting i think it's it's um yeah yes the answer is yeah yeah
2: totally oh not totally unrelated but it's a bit out of this um have you heard of it's a netflix series called the midnight gospel no i haven't definitely watch it
0: Yeah, I will, I'll, I'll write it down, Midnight Gospel.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's based on a podcast as well. There's hundreds of episodes of the podcast and it's by a guy called Duncan Trussell and he's very much all about philosophy and spirituality and self-development and things like that and the episodes that they've turned into uh, animated episodes for Netflix are just, it, it, gets, it gets you really deep thinking, it's really interesting, it's great.
0: Yeah. Oh, hell yeah! Yeah, I'm I'm very interested in that.
2: Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. funky, and they're doing season two soon, which I'm really excited about.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's it gives you hope in COVID. It's getting a, an announcement for another series of something that yeah. is, <laughs> is done
2: for sure. Yeah. Um, back to topic though. Um, I can listening to the the new congrats tracks and everything. I can kind of hear. In my head, how they would sound if they were done in the in the slowly, slowly style. Even though it's clear that they do stand apart with the pop genre that you you're going for with the new tracks and the new project altogether. How did you go about deciding on the sound for Congrats? And do they influence it each other at all? Um, or was it just sort of this is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it?
0: <laughs> I think, okay. <laughs> I've always been, like, very drum-focused because that's the first instrument yeah. that I learned on. And so, yeah, I, I liked the idea of electronic drums. And so that was a big part of the differentiation at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do listen to, like, quite a bit of trap music. So having um, sort of 808s and... That kind of you know trap hi hats and, and mm. things that you would kind of it, they instantly are associated with that genre. So yeah, um, there's things like that that kind of I think like instantly magnetize it to that genre. But um, I don't, ah, man. I don't know. I think when I write it's a slowly song. It feels like it's from a like a certain place. Yeah, like it's just like I, I don't. Like, I don't think I could kind of shoehorn it Mm -hmm. over the other way. I don't know. It's, um, yeah, I I, I don't know why it it seems so certain to me when I write it. Yeah. But it's on it the way that it's eventuated anyway, because, um, like, I think I, uh, congrats has also been a, fantastic tool for collaboration because slowly has always been a very, um, n- no solo pursuit per se, but like it, the writing process is always very lonesome. Like okay. you know, generally I'll write just by myself in a room and mock up the arrangement. And I mean like on chamomile, the first slowly record I, I played all the instruments on that. So it's like, it's, the, it's always been uh, like my baby start to finish Yeah. Where, um, whereas congrats was, was me pushing myself in that sphere because I wanted to write with other people and learn things um, and so the way that it kind of works now is that I don't do a lot of congrats writing uh, in my own time like a lot of it will be with producers or with other people and I, I really like that um, I think that's something that Uh, yeah, has been, like, such a great experience from the project. So um, that's probably, like, a a big indicator as well, if it's, like, um, because I'll sit down with someone and go, we're writing a song for the project. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to to say around
1: that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Arguably, I think you have one of the most recognisable voices in the Australian music scene at the moment. Awesome. Um, and you can definitely hear how your voice differs from how you sing with Slowly Slowly to how you sing with Congrats. Have you kind of done that deliberately?
0: I think that it, you might have helped me figure it out just by talking it through, but there's no there's no aggression in Congrats.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I so, think that's what it is, yeah. And like,
0: it's... um. And that's like a big part of slowly. It's that um, bottled up, like neurotic energy, especially when we play live. Like it's, you know, we're just
1: you get those all, crazy uh, eyes live.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very like you know we get, we get um, so tunnel vision before the show, and it's this big G up, you know, we wear. and then it's it's like a firecracker or something, you know. But well, that's what you want. You got, yeah yeah and that's that kind of suits the the music it's all about you know jumping into people and that kind of thing but there were <laughs> with um congrats feels a bit more measured and a little bit more maybe maybe just a, a little bit more premeditated in its narrative
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah. So in calling it a narrative, you've kind of put together these very like dark and brooding videos so far, especially for Russian Roulette. Um, and even the poster art and everything like that. Um, it's been called Tarantino-esque. I don't know if you've seen that yourself. Um, and I noticed on the poster and in the video for Russian Roulette in particular, there was a little I don't know if it was genuine or not, but a little R rating at the very beginning and on the poster—is that surely that's not legitimate for the video? Is that just—is that just for the edge factor?
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, I think it's just. Um, it was kind of we wanted it to feel like um, some grimy VHS yeah. thing that you found at an op shop or something. You know, so it was like that. Yeah, I guess it is like a almost a a, a split personality thing. It's mm. very yeah. It's it's the congrats stuff is pretty pretty dark. I don't, know, I don't know. It's um like the new the new song we have coming out. I had to stop saying we. The new song that I have <laughs> out is um yeah. So we're sort of still chopping up dates and stuff to when mm. it's when, yeah. it will, when it will come out. But it looks like um it looks like just uh, in a couple of weeks now, so later in Mm -hmm. September. But this one is got a little bit more of a fun factor in it and it's uh, a completely different direction than Russian Roulette in terms of visually and how it's all presented. Um, Less like, uh, like I think there was like a very specific sort of character played in the Russian Roulette Mm. clip, actually, Mm so... um, yeah, I don't know, I'm really excited for people to, to see and hear this one because it's my, I think it's my favourite song off the body of work that is going to be released later this year. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, it was actually a funny story. It was, I wrote uh, both those songs, both Russian Roulette and Lobotomy. Mm. Ooh, the fucking name of it, I'm not allowed to say the name I was
1: honestly just about to ask, are we allowed to say the name because we know the name of the single as well. Oh.
0: This is we right. can cut
1: it out. Oh, we'll probably yeah. release it. Um, we'll probably release the episode after you release the song. Yeah, so that's-
0: totally fine. It's <laughs> totally fine. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, the song is called "Lobotomy," and um, it was written with Con Kirsten, who's a producer from up in Brisbane. Um, and we actually wrote "Russian Roulette and Lobotomy" on the same day. It was one of those super strange. Uh, I've met. I'd worked with Con that uh, was our first day working together and so we just had this crazy chemistry and um, got pretty sourced on red wine and <laughs> and these two songs just um, came together um, our friend Sam Faye was in the writing session as well so he was um, he was fantastic and and uh, yeah so it was this is like the we'd if you picture in your heads, we'd finished writing Russian Roulette um, and it's it was almost unheard of to have something finished by like lunchtime, you know, we'd, mm-hmm. we'd done it, and then I started to be like, oh, maybe we should rewrite the chorus, like maybe I've got some other ideas and blah, 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 and almost started to like self-sabotage the song because oh, we were too finished much so early. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I was like, uh, why don't we just do another one? And because we had this very serious song, Russian Roulette, like out of my system, it kind of, and obviously we were, we were a bit pissed, but we had, so then, <laughs> then we had like a bit of a, it gave us permission to take a risk and write something a bit fun. And so, yeah, it's almost like the aftermath of Russian Roulette. It's yeah i'm really excited to release it i'm super pumped on it
1: yeah we've we've had a bit of a cheeky listen to it and we're super excited for it to come out too um super excited for a music video as well to see um what kind of visuals you've put with it um
0: rosie actually makes an appearance uh, appearance.
1: yes i was gonna ask um (laughs) are we gonna have any rosie titled songs or yeah can't wait all right, so um, that's that's pretty much all we've got for you, um, unless you've got anything else you wanted to add. Um, Any final yeah, words? That's yeah.
0: cool. I think i covered off. I think I yeah. – um, yeah, I think I learnt a lot about myself in this chat. Thank
1: you. <laughs> no worries. Um, and, yes, before we forget, um, so who have been some of your top artists or bands who have been getting you through ISO? Yeah.
0: Um, I'd have to probably start with Stand Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, loving, um, just loving them. I think their, their new direction they've gone is really cool um, and I'm loving the production mm-hmm. of their stuff. Um, um, also Totti, i have to say. Yeah. yeah. some favorites of mine um, and good friends that we tour with um, and there's a lot of songs that they played on tour that – I grew really fond of, and then they haven't been released yet. And I saw, um, that there's one due for release very soon. And, um, it got me thinking about them. So I've been sort of going back through their catalog and pumped for their new stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then, uh, there's a. have uh, been doing lots of, I did it. I, I went through a phase probably a couple of weeks ago of, uh, writing a lot with uh, Melbourne producer Hamley is his name um, and with another dear friend of mine, Kwasi, who's a, a rapper from Melbourne,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, a rapper and producer. And so um, he's actually sent me a bunch of stuff that he's new unreleased music that he hasn't put out, uh, Kwasi, sorry. And, um, and I've been listening a, a lot to that to send him back some notes on my thoughts and I'm um, just loving it. So that's like, I know that that's probably not a good answer because it's not music that other people can listen to, but um, that's like my favourite sort of music is like demos.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's That's pretty much it.
2: Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for your time and jumping on the call with us. Mm -hmm.
0: No stress. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: That's all good. Um, Hopefully, we see you back up on stage really soon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah about that.
1: Yeah. So bad. Um, that's all right. yeah. yeah, super excited for uh, lobotomy to come out as well. So um, or it will be out like, once once this is published. So we're yes. ready.
0: <laughs> uh that's okay. I probably should start pointing towards something coming soon anyway. Mm. And um, yeah. So I I think it's fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Okay, yeah. sick. Well, that about wraps it up. <laughs> yeah,
1: cool. thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good day.
2: Right, you too. You too. See ya. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We had a ball chatting to Ben and are absolutely loving the new congrats releases. Lobotomy is out now on Spotify and wherever you consume your favourite music. At this point, we're looking to be back to our regular upload schedule, so you'll hear from us again in two weeks' time And we chat to Miss Amelia, a local Melbourne-based jazz soul R&B queen, where we chat all about her new solo career, managing herself and her band The Mamas, and female empowerment and what it looks like to her. Catch you then.